here on Coast Access Radio 104.7 FM. A happy Christmas to you, Gail. Oh, it's getting scary. I know. It's getting closer and closer. But I, bet, I bet you've done all your shopping now, two weeks out to Christmas Day. Well, yes, I have really. But, I, you know, you never know what you spy in shops that you think you might need. <laughs> Keep away from the shops, <laughs> Gail. Keep you away. You're looking for gifts for people. <laughs> I um, Yes, yeah, so I thought, that, well, you could do these for gifts, but we've had... Um, in previous programs, we, mm. you know, we talked about roasted walnuts and I said to you how beautiful they were. Well, I saw the sesame soy walnuts and I thought to myself, mm, that'd be a nice little snack to have on the Christmas table, wouldn't it? Yeah, what? You know, just a, a little snack. It's a little bit different. Uh, put in a nice bowl with other little bits and pieces. So it just appealed to me. And now that I've had a taste of those beautiful Roasted walnuts, you know, anything that sort of says it's going to roast walnuts, I think, oh, you know, it just sort of sticks out like a sore toe. It's really quite a different taste, having a roasted walnut. Different taste, it really is. But anyway, this is what we're doing with these ones. Um, We've got uh, soy sauce, 75 mils. Now, it can be low salt or just normal uh, soy sauce, but 75 mils of that or a third of a cup, whichever you've got. Three tablespoons of sugar. Uh, sesame oil for flavour, they say, one teaspoon. And a sesame oil is a sort of like an oil that you'd probably always have in your pantry. Oh, you I know. don't know. It's quite a specific one because I use it and it is very strong in flavour. Oh, right. Very strong yeah. Well, flavor. that's why they're probably using only one teaspoon mm. here. Uh, one teaspoon of ground ginger, uh, a quarter of a teaspoon of ground allspice, and six cups, so it's quite a few walnuts, six cups of walnut halves and a third of a cup of sesame seeds. So that's all the ingredients. Now, you're putting the first five ingredients into a large bowl. Uh, So the first five ingredients is all the flavorings. And then uh, stir those around, mind you, and add walnuts and sesame seeds. Now, give them a good stir until they're all coated and spread evenly on a um, baking paper-lined uh, tray and bake in a moderate oven 120 degrees so that's really um, low celsius for about 40 to 45 minutes so you're on a low heat which you usually do for these type of um, things you know with nuts and that for 40 to 45 minutes stirring occasionally until golden now you've got to cool those right down when you take them out because if you don't and some of them are warm uh, and you're putting them into an airtight jar, um, they'll probably go soft or something. Oh. So I think really, Good I tip. think, yeah, I think it's better to just forget about them when you take them out of the oven for, you know, for quite a few hours and make sure that they are really, you know, um, cold. And they can stay in an airtight container for up to a month. And this makes about, oh, six and a half cups, I think. Mm. So that's, um, you know, really, really quite a bit for a for a Christmas table. Yum! I'm going to keep this uh, this recipe because I've got everything apart from the walnuts. I need to find someone who's got a walnut tree. Oh, and she's showing me a picture as well. Oh, a nice little container. Oh, that looks pretty. And I think you know they really they really do look nice and something different. That's what that's what we're looking for to present to you, especially at this time of the year. Something a little bit different to be you know putting on the table and yeah. at the table with Gail. 
Absolutely, because you go to people's houses and they have bowls of um, cashew nuts, and everybody has bowls of cashew nuts. Yeah, potatoes, chippies, yeah. but this is really, and you've you've just done it yourself, and you know it's just lovely, really nice. You know, I'd be pinching them off the tray as soon as I've done them. Oh, ow, hot! Ah, mm, yum. <laughs> yeah, they would taste lovely like that too, as well. Mm, be yeah. very tempting. All right, now I'm intrigued by this one. Dipped sugar plums. Yes. Well, what do you put plums and sugar, and then they're done? Well, actually, um, these actually aren't plums. They're dates, but I don't know why. Well, a plum and a plum was a plum. Uh, no, hold on. A date was a plum? I'm guessing it must have been. Yeah, a date. Because I know raisins and sultanas were grapes. So yeah, plum, yeah. yeah. So date when I saw plum. that, I thought, and then I dipped sugar plums, and I thought to myself, there's no plums in it. <laughs> and I thought, gosh, Gail, look, honestly, a date was a plum. And I think, you know, it's dried out. Don't ask me how they do it. Obviously, there's some process. But anyway, these look nice, of course, again, for the table or for something a little bit different as well or a gift. And um, so uh, they just appeal to me because it's just something that I thought that I'd – I've got to set aside a couple of days sort of closer to Christmas so that I can make some of these quite special things. So, yeah. So – this is um, a half a cup of shelled uh, pistachios, uh, two tablespoons of chopped crystallized ginger, uh, the grated orange zest, one teaspoon, one tablespoon of honey. Now, whole pitted dates, now 28 of them they've actually said, and they say to choose really nice, shiny plump dates so i think you'll be looking for uh maybe picking your own out of a bin in or something like that mm. or looking for the plump ones because it's important because these aren't going into a cake or anything like that they're going to be out on their own you know standalone looking good now then we want uh some cooking chocolate it can be sweet or semi-sweet 200 grams and that needs to be coarsely chopped and then uh if you've got some uh a few more pistachios just a third of a cup and make sure that they are finely chopped or crushed so for the for the start we're putting the first three ingredients into a blender or a processor that's your pistachios ginger and uh the orange zest pulse on and off motion, scraping down the sides if necessary until very finely chopped because there's not a lot of, well, there's virtually nothing in there that would, no liquidy thing that would help them come off the sides of your Mm. processor. So you'll have to use a little scraper to get those down. Uh, And then take those out and transfer to a small bowl. Now add the honey after that and stir until paste consistency now it says cut the dates almost in half lengthwise and gently spread a half a teaspoon of that pistachio mixture on one half of each date and then press the halves together Ah. to enclose that mixture now heat the chocolate in a in a heavy saucepan or lower or on a lowest heat often but i mean i do actually it's it's all right to do it in the microwave if you just do it in 
little five-second bursts or something like that and have a Pyrex bowl or something like that. But you can do it either way. But I tend to use the microwave because it's um, already, you know, it's in a bowl and it's probably a lot easier to, to dip these in. But it's your choice. You can do it in a, a heavy base um, saucepan if you like. Um, stir until it's smooth. Make sure you've got the lumps out of that chocolate. Um Holding, you've got them in a bowl, holding one stay stuffed date by end, dipped straight down into the chocolate until coated halfway. Immediately press the chocolate coated end in a second amount of those pistachios, so you're just giving a little decoration, um, and then place on waxed paper lined baking tray. So the wax paper obviously must, uh, they mustn't stick to it. Mm, I, I guess think so. baking paper would probably do, do the, the same, same thing. but yeah. it says here specifically a wax paper lined baking tray and then just carry on until you've used up all your um, dates and chill until set mm. so there you are beautiful um, you know just absolutely looking lovely I mean I think I, I, I just show you this Tania because it does look nice and these can be a gift also but look at those Oh wow! That's they do why look they different, said, don't they? That's why you want nice, plump-looking dates. Exactly. It's a real, it's a real uh, dessert, or it's something quite different. And you can put them in a little something and put a bow around it, like they've done here, and give it, you know, give them away um, for gifts. But they certainly look lovely yeah. and something different. Oh, absolutely! I had, I was trying to. Not to laugh because I thought, oh, hey, I'm a plump date. I'm an all right looking plump date if you take me out for some chips and a beer. Oh, dear. Oh, that sounds cool. That's something different. It is. Yeah, it is. And as I said, you know, before, it's good to, you know, people say, oh, what are these? You can say dipped sugar plums. And they go, oh, are they plums? They were plums. <laughs> in another life. Yeah, in another fun. life. Yes, exactly. Oh, well, I guess we can squeeze in a Christmas song this week, can we? Yes, I think we can. Uh, anything sugar-coated? We'll have to have a look. <laughs> we'll see. You're on Coast Access Radio. Don't hold your breath.
a little bit different. I don't think they're sugar dipped, but they're very <laughs> talented. That was pentatonic scale with the dance of the sugar plum fairy. Oh, I've never heard of pentatonics before. Mm. That's a cappella, did you say? Yeah, yeah, a cappella. Um, Graham Joyce, our big G here, yeah. he put me onto pentatonics. They oh. do quite a few different songs. Oh, yeah, no, yeah, that's yeah. oh, that's something different. But anyway, how how amazing it is to find a song like that. Yeah, I know, or the talent that's in it. It's something different from, I know everyone loves Snoopy's Christmas, but I get a little bit over it this oh, time of the well, year. Oh, well, we've still got time to go, Tanya. <laughs> we've still got time. <laughs> anyway, I've come up with these fruit and honey bars, mm. and uh, they're rich, dense, and filled with fruit and honey. Um, they're just perfect for, I think the school breaks up, you know, sort of like one week before Christmas or something like that, and these would be the perfect thing for, um, you know, just a, tr- a holiday treat now uh, for the kids anyway, and for Christmas as well. Mm. But um, And I noticed at the very top of this um, recipe, it says... Um, one cup of coarsely chopped pitted dates. So there you are. We're on a date roll. But uh, but anyway, they're full of other fruit as well. One cup of sultanas. One cup of chopped dried figs. Uh, one cup of chopped glazed pineapple. And one cup of halved red glazed cherry. So this is quite colourful. And here we are. You must have some walnuts left over. One cup of coarsely chopped walnuts, um, three large eggs, half a cup of honey, and one and a half cups of plain flour. Now, having mentioned that flour, I'm looking at these to take these up to New Plymouth for my gluten-free family up there. So I'm just going to replace that flour with gluten-free flour or a mixture of rice or almond or anything, but um, I think this is perfect. I don't see anything else in this recipe mm. that would, um, you know, affect anybody that's gluten intolerant, mm. basically. So, you know, this is a good recipe for them. So what we're doing is combining the first six ingredients into a large bowl. Uh, so you've, you know, sort of make sure that you uh, they're well chopped and um, and mix them up well together. Uh, it's quite a bit to chop there. Um Dried figs, I don't know how they go chopping them up, but with a sharp knife, you'll, you'll be fine. You know, we love sharp knives for this sort of thing. Then you've got those, give them a good mix. Beat eggs and honey in a small bowl until well combined and add to the fruit mixture and stir well. This will be quite a, a good stir because, you know, that's bulk there. Uh, then you're adding the flour and mix well again. So a big spoon's going to have to do this, really. So give it a good mix up and then uh, put it into a, um, oh, I suppose, a sliced tin pan. I'm not sure how much it makes. Um, does it tell me how much it makes? Um, no, it doesn't really. But anyway, put it in a sliced tin or you'll see by the mix how big a tin you're going to need. Spray it. And then uh, line it with baking paper, uh, and it tells me don't put waxed paper in. Uh, I don't know for what reason. Oh, because the wax would melt in the oven, wouldn't it? Uh, oh, well, if you'd have yeah, wax yeah, on the bottom yeah. of your um... oh, of the honey bars. Yeah. Oh, okay. And yeah, it says uh, with baking paper, not waxed. Yeah, I see Emphasise, you know that, and then. Uh, spread the fruit mix evenly over the pan and bake at 160. Now, this is uh, low heat again, 160 um, Celsius, and for 45 minutes. So it's a lovely, long, slow bake. 
uh, and then you can try a skewer, insert it in the center so that it comes out clean. Now, cool and the bit of paper that you've left over the side, so I did I mention that you overlap the tin so that you can actually pull it out, um, you know, when it cools down. So, and just put it on a nice flat surface. If you've got a wrinkly bench, um, you know, um, don't put on that, you know, like a uh, my bench. One side's flat, one side's got the... I've got a wrinkly the, bench. Yeah, don't put anything on that if you want to cut it straight. Believe me, it doesn't work. Um, and then put it on a, a you know, like a, I've got a big breadboard that I use quite often. And then um, and put it down and then cut into six... It says about 60-odd bars. So they're only just small bars, um, but you make them... The size that you want, but I always think with all that fruit and richness in it, you only need a small piece and to make it go further. Um, so there you are. This is fruit and honey bars. Looks lovely. Um, presented in a nice little wee Christmas container on the table. Um, it, it's just full of goodness. Yum. I love stuff like that. My mum used to make something years ago. Um, I think it was called cathedral cake because when oh. you cut into it, it was just all bright colours. All like the a different stained colours, glass like marble cake yeah. or something well, like that. All the cherries and oh, you know, okay. all the fruit in it. And this sounds very similar. It would be really tasty. Yeah, it should be really, really nice. And as I say, with um, you know school holidays coming up too as well, mm. um, it's good a good little wee thing to have a nice healthy bar in, the, in your cake tin. You can take it away if you're going on picnics as exactly. well. Exactly, exactly. Do you know what? I, one of my most favourite desserts to eat is very basic, is chocolate mousse. And I don't even mind the old Hansel's ones that you used to, you know. Oh, packet ones. Yeah. Oh, the packet ones. I oh, love yes. a good mousse. And I don't think I've ever tried an apricot mousse, but I like the sound of this because it's got dried apricots in it. It has. Yum. It has got dried apricots, which, of course, you know, you have to cook um, to make them all squidgy. But it has it's got good. dried apricots and, um, and it's a beautiful colour. Oh, it looks good in the glasses, doesn't it? It does oh, look yum. good. And uh, and actually, you, it says to, you know, pour it in these lovely little parfait glasses or I always think, you know, if you've got surplus wine glasses or something like oh, that, yeah. you know, those nice round ones yeah. and uh, brandy glasses or something like that, you can put it in that as well. That looks, you know, very impressive. Even people are putting things like that in um, antique cups and saucers because people don't drink tea, you put it in tea, you know. Teacup. No, that's a good idea, yeah. actually. Actually, it is a good idea. Ooh. Yes, you've just made me think about something. Mm, yes. Got to get out the old china now. That's right, exactly. A lot of people have that in their, um, you know, their lovely little china cabinets and stuff, and there's another use for them. If you don't use them, please use them mm. because, you know, they're all very pretty to look at, but it's nice to have them used. Yeah. They always get washed afterwards. Um, right, so we've got 250 grams of dried apricots. One and a half cups of water, four tablespoons of sugar, finely grated rind and juice of one orange, three teaspoons of gelatine, two tablespoons of brandy, um, or any other liqueur that you've got really, but I, I've just put brandy because I thought, well, I've got brandy in the cupboard, so that would do me. But um, two tablespoons of that, and we've gone on to the little bit of alcohol again. Um, one 200 gram carton of uh, vanilla yogurt, one egg white, and six tablespoons of passion fruit yogurt as well, and fresh mint leaves for decoration. 
So the method here is place the apricots in a medium pan with one cup of that water and the sugar. Add orange rind and juice. Cover and bring to the boil over a medium heat. Now reduce the heat to low and stew until the apricots are tender. Now I'm just going to, just you know, before I carry on, um, Tanya, with this recipe, um, when you want apricots in the morning, you mm. know, like you've got dried ones in your pantry, mm. and if I remember, I just grab a cup of, or a little bowl and I throw about four or five in the cup and cover it with water. Yeah. And in the morning you wake up and there's all these lovely plump apricots so you know nice and tasty to have on a cereal or something like that um and without having to heat them or anything like that um it's just quite nice it's quite nice to just you know throw them on your wheat bix or your cornflakes or something like that or any other cereal that you have um but you've got to remember to do it the night before because it soaks up all that water yeah good little tip yeah it's a good little tip there so anyway carrying on with uh, our recipe uh, you're actually uh, stewing those apricots on the stove for about 15 minutes. Just keep an eye on them. Uh, set aside until lukewarm. In a small heat-proof bowl, place gelatine and remaining the other half cup of water. Stir until smooth. Now, stand bowl of gelatine in a pan of simmering water halfway upside of the bowl until the gelatine is dissolved. So make sure you've got a heat-proof bowl there um, if you're doing that. Or I suppose if you could put, if you had two bowls, one bigger, one smaller, you could just boil the jug and pour it into the bowl and eventually it will, um, the gelatine will dissolve. But because the water is cold, you know, one and a half cups of water and you're using a half a cup for this, um, it needs to, for you know, it needs to be heated for it to, to dissolve. Now, in a food processor or blender, mix the apricot mixture to a puree. Then pour into a mixing bowl and add the gelatine mixture. And these should be both sort of really at that lukewarm temperature, not cold. You know, so you've you've had the other set aside and you've had the gelatine in the boiling water. So just make sure that they're both at that lukewarm stage. And then mixing quickly. Just mix it together quickly. Now add the brandy, if you want to use it, but I would. And vanilla yogurt and fold it in gently. And, and sometimes it's um, you know better to use a spatula, a plastic one. Just fold it in gently. You're not stirring this, you're folding it. And... Whisk the egg white, because I think there was only one, wasn't there? So you've whisked the egg white until, um, you know, till it's sort of like really um, blended, uh, till stiff. Or you can put one into a, a mixer, but I'm not sure how good the mixer will mix it with one egg white. Depends on what size. If you've got a hand beater, that would be fine, yep. because you can sort of mess it around. But one egg white's not really much, but uh, or a hand beater. And when that's stiff, and fold it again with the spatula into the apricot mixture. And look, you can pour these into, as we were talking about before, Tanya, with individual bowls. Or, to me, you could still put it in a really, you know, glam big bowl or, you know, nice bowl and do exactly the same. Uh, and place in the refrigerator until set 
and you can top each mousse with a tablespoon of passion fruit yogurt because you'll have those nice little pips showing and uh, decorate with uh, a little mint leaf before serving. Looks quite impressive. It does. Mm, Oh, I love a good mousse. Yeah, and apricot. I think apricot's really, it's got a nice flavour. I like apricots. I think they're in season now, actually. Oh, I don't know. Don't ask me about that. My granddaughter said to me, pick one out of the bowl and said, what's this, Nana? I went, it's an apricot. (laughs) They obviously hadn't seen them much before. Well, maybe she thought it was beach. I don't know. We'll give her the benefit of the doubt. Exactly, exactly. Yes, so that's our um, our recipes for today. Yeah. And I hope that the listeners have enjoyed um, some of those. And that they have a go at making them. Yeah, absolutely. Got something for everyone there. Gifts and snacks and all sorts things. Alcohol. <laughs> you know, we've included that this time. We don't do that very often. No. But it just appealed and I thought that would be nice for a special occasion. Hey, I've just been thinking, you know, we're two weeks out from Christmas and you're going to be in next week for At the Table with Gail every Saturday at 11.30. Yes. Are you going to be on Christmas Day? Oh, I'm not sure, um, unless Father Christmas rings me. Oh, well, we'll just have to see. I'm guessing that you're going to be here at 11.30 on Christmas oh, morning. Oh, okay. Oh, well, I, I suppose the listeners won't be uh, thinking about um, baking on too much on Christmas Day, but they can listen. They can always find them later on anyway on our site. There might be just dead air. Gail's gone. She's missing an action. She's yeah, in that's kitchen. right. Yes, <laughs> missing oh. an action's right. Thank you so much, Gail. We'll catch you next week. Yes, I'm looking forward to it. Okay, see you then, Tanya. This program is made with assistance from New Zealand On Air for radio broadcast and through the accessmedia.nz website. Thank you, New Zealand On Air.